Okay, so today is, ooh, let's see. I think today is like, oh yeah, it's December 4th. So that's awesome because I got to have a wonderful conference this past two days. And that means they got me kickstarted on my 30 day challenge. I'm gonna do 30 days where I listen to one talk from conference and I do a podcast about it every day. So that by the time it's May 4th, the day after my baby was born, I will have finished conference again. Um, but I'll have like my own real little reviews about it and my own ditties because seriously, it was so epic. I think this was literally the my most favorite conference that I've ever sat through. Um, maybe part of it was because I was digging for a lot of it. I love digging, digging. I love taking the shovel, sticking it in and pulling out dirt. Um, and yeah, so I really like paying attention while I'm doing that. And I just really liked, I just love listening to conference, like everything about it. It probably helped that I was fasting while I was doing conference. I think I'm just gonna do that every time now. Every time it's conference or like I'm doing a hardcore learning day, I just gotta fast so I can like have that clarity of mind to be like, well, not thinking about what I'm gonna eat or do or whatever, I'm just gonna be focused. So that was kind of neat. And then also I just had these like yearning kind of questions, right? Like there was a family I was fasting for early this month. So there was a, that one talk that talked about things that are unfair and what, how are we to look and grapple with these things in life that are unfair. And it was phenomenal. They did such a good job explaining that. And then, like, I love Newell Anderson's. His talk was all about adoption and just, like, how grateful he was that he got adopted when he was a baby so he could live. And, and you know, like, there was just all these other talks. Like, there was a couple Chinese speakers. Those were so cool, three of them or something. So I love that. There was, like, you know, everything under the moon. I loved Edward Holland's talk. He talked about, like, love and the importance of like really getting to a point in our lives where we can overcome this thing that gets in between us and the, those that we can have the opportunity to be friends with or love and, and just getting over ourselves basically, getting over that pride cycle with Christ and getting to a point where we can literally just be like, hey, let's get over this and let's just find a way to turn towards one another, right? So that was cool. And then I just loved everything. I loved Elder Oak's talk where he was talking about like all the constitution stuff and I was like, yes, amen. Like sometimes I just feel like I'm like this wannabe American because I just love that constitution. It's so epic. And then there's like, it's just, yeah, I was loving Elder Bednar's talk. Holy smokes, that was amazing. That was just like beyond amazing. I loved how he was able to just talk about this this deep, important concept for us to just consider living by correct principles and like knowing that Heavenly Father trusts us enough to let us govern ourselves. Like, and so his whole talk was like just bringing up different issues, right? Whether it's word of wisdom stuff or grooming and like modesty and those kinds of things or, or like Sabbath day observance, those kinds of things. And he just brought it all back down to one question. And he said, is this the symbol that I want to show to Heavenly Father of my commitment to Him, basically. It's like, it's like, what symbol am I showing Him by the way that I'm behaving or doing this or whatever? Like, is it is it basically doing something in a way where it's like, there there's no question of 
evil that's going on, right? There's no distraction or any of that kind of thing that could be questionable. It's pretty well just like straight up, no, this is all good. Like, it's, it's kind of like that question, like how can people see the light of Christ in your eyes if they're not looking at your eyes? That's a similar kind of question, like is, is what I'm doing, would that be distracting to someone from seeing the light of Christ, feeling the light of Christ, feeling the spirit, any of those kinds of things, right? So then it's like, yeah, I loved it. I love that talk. I was like, oh man, that one's humbling, right? And then like shortly after, then there's President Nelson and he goes on about like, hey, he, I don't want to say he goes on. He was, he's the prophet, like seriously, reverence, please. Like that was just so sweet the way he was able to like present these 20 new temples. And then, and then he talked about how like, you know, everybody's been asking, oh, hey, when's the temple going to open? And he, he said it three times. And because he's emphasized it three times, this exact same story three times, it was pretty clear to me. I was like, that's for me. You know, he's like, when's the temple going to open? He's like, when the government regulations and rules allow for the temple to be open in your specific area, right? And he said it three times. And then he said very clearly, because our church has been strictly obedient to, you know, like whatever your government is saying are the rules and regulations in your area, we've been able to da-da-da-da, right? And... And like, you know, and then he's talking about doing everything we possibly can to make sure that COVID can stay at like a low level in our area so that we can allow for the temples to open even sooner, right? And so like that speaks to me in a couple volumes, right? And then he's, and then it's just, you know, and then that coupled with my studies about China the other day, because I was studying about the church in China and just all the frequently asked questions on the church website about the church in China and what's the deal. And basically what it came down to was like the church is very aware that because they're so strict on being very respectful to Chinese government and laws, they've created a very strong rapport with that country, you know, to the point where they can have a temple in Shanghai. They can keep their temple in Hong Kong and those kinds of things. And it's because they've been super respectful of the Chinese government laws. No matter what, whether they agree with them or not, it's really just they respect them, right? And so because they respect them, they've gotten even to the point where it's like, hey, we will not proselyte in China. We won't like step over that boundary. We won't even tell any of our members to talk about the church with anybody that they know is a Chinese citizen, right? Like of the Chinese Republic of China, right? The, yeah. So like not even over the internet, not over anything because they don't want that boundary to even be, you know, um, slighted, like even over the internet, like, you know, it's just like, it was just so incredible for me to see that. And then when I saw that, I was like, you know what, what if this is a thing? You know, what if like, when I can like come down to it for me, like what if this is a real thing where it's like, hey, how could I be even more aware of what can I do so that I can be creating like a very happy inner environment for my body so that my body cannot coexist with the COVID virus, right? Yes, I've been doing little things here and there to just kind of be in that direction already, but like I still question, I'm like, hey, is there anything else that I could do? Like for this time being, like as my personal fast for all the temples to be able to open up in the whole world, what could I fast from? So that my body can literally not even coexist with the COVID virus, right? And then when I'm honest with it, it's like, okay, like, let's ponder on that. Like, maybe that's going to be what I'm pondering about for the next little bit, 
You know, like I've already been foregoing this, that, or the other. And another piece of me wonders like, well, what's the next level for me? Because I really want to be serious about that. You know, I don't want to be, you know, doing things lackadaisical. Like I know there's so many people around me. They really just don't care. They're just like, well, I'm either going to get the virus or not. And I'm just going to eat however I want to, right? And live however I want to. And it's not going to make a difference either way. Whereas I'm kind of in a different stream of people. I'm kind of like, well, no, I actually do believe that the amount of hours of sleep I get per day, per night, and the amount of level of stress that I can minimize, and the amount of level of stress that I can minimize in the food intake that I take in, like those all play like key factors as well as the exercise and, you know, the sunshine and all of the kind of things that just create this bubble of wellness, right? And so those are some things that I'm pondering about as well as just the other notion of just being like, I wonder how I could be even more of a willing, like in the same way that President Nelson is such a good example. I will come up, but I'm not there yet. In the same way that President Nelson is such a good example of like strictly heeding government rules, regulations, all those things, it's almost like it's like completely irrelevant to how quackery those government rules are, right? It's like, I'm starting to gain this, this perspective that maybe, maybe this is a possible thing, right? Cause like, I kind of compared it to, okay, what is it? Sabbath day observance. You know, when I first started learning or even word of wisdom, even law of chastity or modesty, any of these things that were kind of like borderline for me when I first heard about them, I was like, that's a little quackery. Why does it matter if my, my shoulders are covered or if my knees are like covered or whatever? Like I was kind of like rebellious. I was like, uh-huh. And then like, with, and then I was like, it's kind of quackery that you care about what kind of words I use and like what kind of language I use or whatever. Where it's like, it's kind of quackery that you care about what kinds of ingredients I put into my body or it's kind of quackery like, you know, like what, I don't even remember. Oh yeah, like, yeah. Those were like the top ones for me where I was kind of like, this is kind of like, this is like, infringing on my like comfort level of like what I think I have freedom to choose about right but then when I came down to it I was like well I'm not gonna let that get in the way of me having an opportunity to draw closer to Heavenly Father because he's literally saying if you do these things you will become even more attached to me right and I want to be attached with you and so it's just like well then why do I even care right I just want to be attached with Heavenly Father so sure you know I'll wear the blue shirt right like that's kind of how I saw it at the time I was like so you want me to just wear a blue shirt for the rest of my life? Like, and that's, that's it? Like, sure, I'll wear the blue shirt, right? Like, I don't have to wear the red shirt. I'll wear the blue shirt, right? Like, it doesn't matter, right? And so that's kind of what I'm seeing with this. It's like, okay, this is like another level. It's kind of like when they, when they said, hey, you guys need to go to the wilderness. And then like, I'm sure there was a bunch of people being like, well, what about all our friends? You know, like, what about all the social stuff, the things that we used to always do? And it's like, no just go to the wilderness and then over time they find out, oh yeah, we're gonna be in the wilderness for like eight years. We'll never see our friends again for like eight years, right? Or like the people in the barge, they're like, okay, here's these barges, you stay in here with your family and all the food and everything that you need. And it's like, well, what about our friends? It's like, well, we'll just go in the barge and then it's like 365 days, right? So it's like a part of me for the longest time was like resisting it. It was like resistance, resistance, resistance. I was just living about it all, I was like, no. No, 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 right? But then, after I've been pondering a little bit, I'm like, wait a minute, this is kind of like Sabbath day observance. Maybe this is why they got us to be so 
diligent to focus on Sabbath day observance for the longest time. And then after a little while, it just kind of became a thing of the norm and like delighting in the Sabbath day kind of thing. Because I kind of feel like because I've gained a strong enough testimony of delighting in the Sabbath, it's like, wait a minute. So like if I were to just be full out kosher with this whole rules regulation, basically it's like living what I would call a Sabbath day every day of the week, right? Because basically when I think of Sabbath day, it's basically just me and my family doing our delights, right? That's what we do all day. And so it's no big deal if we're not doing the entertainment stuff or the shopping stuff or the, you know, like the trying to see how many play dates we can fill in a day kind of thing. Like we're just not busy, right? We're, we're busy doing the right kind of stuff that's actually very wholesome, fulfilling, and meaningful and like restful and just very like rejuvenating. And so I'm kind of like, well, would it be so bad to have more than one Sabbath day? Like, yes, we'll ha still have a Sabbath day, but like, why not have a little sprinkle of Sabbath in all the rest of the six days, right? Like in, when I crank it in my head like that, I'm like, well, yeah, that's kind of sweet. Like, come on, like what, what? I don't know why it took me so long to grapple this, right? Because for the longest time it was like stress, stress, stress. It was like, no, I'm stressed, so I need to do such and such things so then I can de-stress, right? Because that was my habit. But now that I'm in this like cranking my mind into the Sabbath day delight mode and like being like, well, what if I could have six more days of Sabbath day delighting? Like, honestly. And I was like, well, that's kind of sweet though. Cause like, why wouldn't you want to have more of a paced life where basically you're just focused on your relationship with Heavenly Father and your family members. And maybe here and there you'll get sprinkles of like the spirit prompting to be like, hey, go and visit this person. But it's in a very like, um, it, it's in a very like short blip kind of ministering style kind of way. Not just like this eight hour long kind of play date style, right? Like it's in short blip moments of like ministering. So then it's like still within like the rules and regulations and whatever. And then it's just like, I think I could do this. And like ever since I just kind of switched my mind about like, you know what? I could do that. You know, like I can, I can do a fast. I can do a friend fast. I can do a, you know, I can do a six foot distance fast. I can do a like going in people's homes fast. Like I can do that, right? Like the people had to be in the wilderness for eight years. Some people had to be in a bar for 365 days. Like who knows how long this will be? Like, I don't know. It tends to like wet ebb and flow between like three months to six months to like maybe a year. Like I was just like talking with a friend the other day and she had literally not seen her friends like for a year because they were like hardcore isolation style. And I was like, at the time I was like, no, that's hardcore. Like, no, I don't think I would do that. Then the other part of me was like, well, good for them though. Because what if they had already been converted from the beginning and they were just like, no, we're going to embrace this. We're going to enjoy it. We're going to live this seven day Sabbath day kind of life. And we're going to, we're going to come out as whoever Heavenly Father wants us to become from this experience. And so I'm kind of like submitting back into that. It's like, it's so funny for me because I tater back and forth. It's like, like when everything started, it was kind of like, no, I'm going crazy. I'm just going crazy. I hate having to look at my dishes every day and like not have somebody to help me with them every day. That was like my biggest concern. Then it like morphed into being like, okay, well, if we're going to do this anyways, then I'm going to start a book club, right? So then I did. I started a book club. So then we would meet at least like, like once a month, like in, in like six foot distances from each other. And we just talk and it was outside and it was good. 
and then you know transitioned into zoom calls so that was like good I was like yeah I like that and then like you know over time I think things kind of opened up for a little bit and then they like shut down again and then and then it was like hardcore blizzard style so that just got me all wonky and I was like no 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 like we just can't do this right and then you know so then we were coming out of that and I was trying to like fight against it and everything and then it just got to a point where I just kind of like broke down altogether. I was like, I'm just done. I'm just done, done, done. Like, I'm just gonna just ignore everything and just do what I feel like I need to do to be well and not have a funeral for myself, right? <laughs> it's like, I'm just not gonna do that. And so that's what I was doing for a little bit. But now, ever since this general conference, and ever since I've just been like really submitting to be like, no, like, is, does Heavenly Father really want us to suffer when we're having a, a Sabbath day delight? He's like, no, but I get it that for the longest time there used to be this church culture thing where it was like, hey, so, like, like, like it was typical for every person that I knew my age when I joined the church that they hated Sundays. They hated it. They were culturally members of the church. They were not converted into the church. So they hated Sundays. They'd be like, oh, I hate Sundays. I don't get to do this and this and this and this. And it's kind of like people and how they, they deal with COVID. They could be like, I hate COVID because I can't do this and this and this and this. But I'm so curious what it's like for these people that have been stalwart from the beginning, that have learned to love this dynamic of being able to just like enjoy a Sabbath day for like the whole year. Like, all day, every day, 365 days of Sabbath, right? Like, because like when I think of it like that, it's like, well, that's kind of nice, actually. <laughs> like, why would that be a bad thing? Because I have become very converted, right? Like, I love Sabbath days. Actually, Sabbath days are my favorite day of the week, right? And so when I think of it like that, it's like, well, this is kind of relaxing, actually. <laughs> this is kind of relieving, right? And then it's like, okay, so let's just pretend I do this. And it's like, hey, I can just do that. And ever since I just kind of like slightly committed and I wrote it in my journal, I kind of just said, you know what? What if that's the prompting that I'm getting to move forward? It's like, I don't know how long this is gonna last for. I don't know. And some people, they get all crazy about how much they hate this or that or the other. And like, honestly, you could. You could get really tizzied out by thinking about how much everything sucks, right? And how restrained you feel or how like just like suffocated you feel about everything. But honestly, there's two ways to look at observing the Sabbath day. Like a person could look at it and be like, yeah, no, I'm just not going to do that. Like that's not going to be my thing, right? And they just don't, right? But then there's going to be the people that really do. They take the time to, to fast when it's a fast Sunday. They take the time to really observe the Sabbath and really like really actually feel really close to Heavenly Father on those days, right? And so I'm kind of really looking forward to it. It's like, I'm gonna be doing this 30 day thing anyways. So like, you know, like I just, and I recognize that it's gonna be a, a work in progress in the same way that when I first started living the law of chastity or the word of wisdom or the, you know, like not speaking profanity, all of these kinds of things, like it was a work in progress. Like I would step forward three steps, step five, five steps back. And it was just like in the transition of like going towards that goal, but it wasn't like I was perfect the next day. Like within 24 hours, I was suddenly able to do, do them all like perfectly or whatever, right? 
but at least the desire was there in my heart. And so ever since I've had this desire in my heart in a place where I feel like I'm able to receive the blessings from heaven to a greater degree, which I didn't really feel like that was the case until now because I started committing to it. And ever since I've been committing to it and, and turning towards Heavenly Father in that way, I've actually felt a lot of like this lift. Whereas like I was praying to understand like as my fast today was like, hey, how could I find more ways to be in the green, you know? So I'm not in the yellow and the red as often. And when I say that, it's like green to me is like when I feel the spirit the strongest, when I feel calm and peaceful and just like totally clear-minded, like I can own my power to have agency. And then yellow and red, yellow is like when I'm in that in-between zone where it's like, oh, I could be red any instant, but if I chose to, I could be green too. You know, it's that in-between zone of like, oh, not sure, haven't decided yet, uncommitted. And then there's the red where it's just gone and it takes a lot of effort to get back into green. So anyways, as I've been committing, it's like I've been teetering out of the yellow and I've been like stepping into this like beautiful, like ultraviolet green zone that wasn't even available before. It's like I've stepped into a new level of space of like, oh, this is like that protected space. It's almost like how I felt when I would go into the temple and be like, oh, Satan can't be here. That's sweet. You know, like that's kind of how I'm feeling right now. It's like ever since I've decided to just be like, what if this is just one of those funny little things where it's the blue shirt or it's just like, that's the commandment. Like, sure. Like, let's just do it. Like, no big deal. Like, why would I, why would I like separate myself from Heavenly Father on, on like a tiny little commandment thing? Like, it's all good. Like, let's just do the commandments and let's just do them. Right. And so I'm kind of in this place where I'm like, oh my goodness. Like part of me is like, I can't believe this is a thing. Like I was just on the other side the other day or whatever and just kind of feeling like the freedom of that. But then like the other part of me is like, no, I do want to explore this though. Like I do, like I know the stark contrast of my life ever since I've lived the Sabbath day, ever since I've fasted, you know, ever since I've started living all these other commandments. It's like, I notice the difference. It's like, it's something that's inexplicable. Like you just can't explain it to someone and give it justice to them unless they, they do it themselves, right? It's like explaining salt to somebody that hasn't tasted salt. And that's why I felt like probably there's this, been this division between me and some of my friends that have been fully stalwart, fully isolation since day one, right? And I just have looked at them being like, wow, like, I think that's awesome. That's the answer you got when you prayed about it. Cause like I, it took me a year to get there, right? <laughs> it's like, it's taken me a year to transition and be like, oh, I can embrace this, right? And I'm just so impressed with these people that, that were ready from day one to be like, okay, this is what we're doing. And I was like, what? <laughs> like it just didn't I, like register in my head that that was like the path. And right now I, at least I'm in a place where I'm like, it's worth trying, right? Cause like I have this anxiety thing and I want to be able to overcome it. And if this is like one simple answer to just like calm out and just do that for like maybe the next two weeks, 30 days, whatever, like who knows, like I'm willing to try it in the same way that I was super blessed when I tried like my first two weeks of, of just going plant free, plant, plant based and like, you know, just whole food kind of style of eating again. And I like, I noticed the difference right away. I was like, and yes. Yeah, like, 
why would I want to go back, right? So who knows? Like this is going to be a wonderful experiment. And, and it's funny because before when I was trying to do this, it was kind of begrudgingly, it was kind of like resistingly, and it was like, it was not with my heart in the right place. But now, this time in doing it, it's like I'm doing it with like a totally different spirit. It's like the difference between somebody just going to church because they had to, or like fasting because someone told them to, or like, you know, following all these commandments because otherwise they'll be like bullied because they aren't, or they were, or whatever. Whereas now it's like, no, I'm like, those excuses are like totally not even relevant to why I'm doing this. It's like, I'm literally doing this because I'm in a, a searching place. I'm in a faith building space and I actually want to cherish this time that I have to be able to delight in six more days of Sabbath in like whatever, like in whatever fasting that I can have during this time. Like if I'm going to be you know, having a fast from being within six foot distance of people and having a fast of, you know, being, visiting with people in their homes and like having play dates like that or having a fast from just um, whatever it else it is. Like basically that, right? If I'm going to be fasting from that, like I might as well have something in my head being like, huh, oh, like what can I do? Like maybe I'll fast and, and consider what is my next level for what kind of like what I can do to help my body to not coexist with COVID basically and and maybe ask like is there an even better question I can have like what can I do so that my body can be so capable and strong that it can withstand anything that it needs to withstand so I can actually fulfill the mission that is being asked to me to do right so that I can have that like healing power of the atonement to be a no-brainer within me throughout me so that I can I can be a greater service right and that it can just be a no-brainer so that's really cool like that's one thing to fast for another option is like of course fasting for certain friends I have that are in tricky situations with their families and like another thing I can fast for is for my own just like my own ability to self-regulate and just do the things that are really gonna help me be in that green zone pretty much as much as possible. Like if not 99% of the time, because of course it's not gonna be 100, but 99 would be great, right? <laughs> so yeah, that's kind of where I'm at right now.